to Leitner. Puts it up. You're listening to the Culture State Podcast. Get ready. One more week. It is March and we are going up right now. It's the Culture State Podcast. I'm Chris Lee. That is Dennis Jamel Cox right there. What's up, homie? Just living that dream, Chris. One day at a time. One day at a time. Absolutely. Love um, but by the way, I'm getting a lot of compliments on Dennis Jamel Cox. Just want to let you know that. Oh, okay. I mean, this is, this is 100% your creation, so I'm giving you all the credit. I, I just I, I want to know, like, what are some of the people saying about that? But, you know, like, Dennis Jamel Cox, like, it has a nice ring to it. Like, this, this actually, like, it flows well, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it, it just sounds good. It's like, yeah, well, Chris Lee did it. Listen, Mr. and Mrs. Cox, you know, I think you did a wonderful job raising your son. Uh, he, he's a great person. Uh, he's a great friend, great radio personality. But the one thing you missed <laughs> was the Jamel. Jamel just sets it off. It really does. Just really sets it off. 100%. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> i love it maybe you know i honestly maybe i maybe i should train change like my twitter handle all that stuff to just dennis jamel uh the djc yeah the, the, yes the djc the djc fan dope we got to get a djc fan club that'll be, that'll be dope <laughs> yes that'll yes 100 yeah. well i mean i don't know chris according to the internet based off a conversation you and I had in our recent radio show. So for those who don't know, here during the month of March and early April, Chris and I are hosting Culture State Saturdays live on 99.9 The Fan. You can also watch it on WRL Sports Plus, uh, like streaming online through WRL Sports Fan. So Chris and I had a conversation. We had a little bit of a back and forth. You can actually see the entire segment. It's on 99.9 The Fan's YouTube page. Uh, Just We have a discussion about Cam Newton. We're not going to rehash the discussion. It's totally fine. Uh, we just had a discussion regarding should Panthers bring him back? Should he not? Chris and I have just had different viewpoints, which is totally fine, which is okay. Very much like the fan base here in the state of North Carolina when it comes to Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. Yep. Equal on opposite sides. That's totally fine. Man, I'm getting roasted, Chris. People are like, that dude on the left of the beard, he stinks. I didn't even watch the whole video because <laughs> of that guy. Well, you took time to comment. But here's the thing. I don't mind that because you have yeah. – you have a, it's like we talk about professional wrestling, Chris. Yeah. Getting a reaction. The last thing that you ever want when it comes to any sort of entertainment, whether it's us doing radio, wrestling, television, whatever it is, any sort of entertainment, the last thing you ever want is indifference. That's the worst thing. Apathy is the worst thing you could ever have. So, yeah, some people are roasting me in the comment section yeah. on YouTube. That's fine. I, I really do not mind at all. I really don't. And you know what? There, there's one thing um, when you when you talk about that. That's one of the things I don't like about how coaches kind of operate these days. They're mm-hmm. so safe. There's not a lot of personalities. Yes. That's why I really uh, appreciate uh, folks like Roy Williams. Uh, yeah. When he was here, I appreciate Mac Brown. I really appreciate uh, Steve Forbes over at Wake Forest. These are people who are not afraid to be themselves. Yeah. Um, but also, it makes you feel a certain type of way, whether – yeah, you laugh or you feel a little cringy or whatever. Instead of it being, well, well, you know, I, I think uh, we should uh, just focus on what's coming ahead and we should be prepared for the moment. You know, it makes it kind of boring. And if radio yeah. is like that, while we're giving takes, if I'm saying, hey, I think the Carolina Panthers should bring uh, Cam Newton back, and you're like, mm, I don't know if I agree, but I understand what you're saying. So keep going with your point. Yeah. Like, I don't think a lot of people want to listen to that. Tune out. <laughs> Yeah, because you're like, yeah, I think they should bring him back. No, move on. Like, why? You know, and explain why like, and defend your point. It, it, exactly. It's, yeah, we had different viewpoints. Okay. <laughs> I was like, still right, though. But, you know, are you, but yeah, it was it was, it was good radio. It was good you? radio for the moment. I was definitely right. I mean, the people said it. Well, I mean, the people said it. I mean, the people said it. But guess what? The people that disagree with you, <clears throat> excuse me, the people that disagree with you still watch, right? People Absolutely. that hate the Dallas Cowboys still watch the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely. You know why? Because you guess what? People that hate North Carolina or hate Duke or hate NC State, they still watch them. You know? So guess what? People that might have a differing opinion, like first take. People always bring up first take with ESPN, Stephen A. Smith, and whomever's on with them. They're like, oh, I can't stand that guy. But they watch them. Their ratings are high, though. That's like them. one of the most highest rated shows on ESPN. Yeah, but they watch. So well, somebody's taking out their time from 10 a.m. to mid, uh, to uh, noon to watch that show. 
Exactly. Or they're sharing it on social media. They're watching the clips on ESPN. So yeah, it's fine. And guess what? That's, that's part of what we do. And you know, that's okay. I'm willing. I'm, I'll take heat. I don't care. Whatever. I did. This was willing to be a polarizing figure. What? Um, in, in the local sports media area. Uh, here's somebody, I don't know if you can call him polarizing, but he's definitely somebody uh, who uh, stands out amongst the crowd and has a large personality. Yeah. His name is BDOT, and he uh, was on one of our first episodes. If you go back early 2021, listen to that episode. That episode was more about his radio and his comedy career. This episode is completely different because the last 365 days have been amazing for BDOT. Tell him a little bit about it, Dennis. Well, here's the thing. You may, may not be polarizing, but he's magnetic because he does draw people. That's in. that's a good word. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, that's that's what that's how I describe BDOT. BDOT is the in arena host over at the Smith Center for UNC men's basketball. And it's not gonna surprise me if you start seeing him pop up at other UNC athletic events. Just his energy, his charisma, his ability to work a crowd and to get them involved, it's second to none. And see him work, it's so much fun to watch. Absolutely. So after this quick, quick, quick break, we will hear from our guy, BDOT, the sixth man of the North Carolina Tar Heels right here on the Culture State Podcast. All right, we haven't done a lot of repeats on the Culture State podcast, but we definitely had to do this repeat because the last time we talked to this guy, it was mostly about his radio career, his comedy career. But the last year has been freaking amazing for my guy, BDOT. And, and there's been almost like a new lifetime. So we have to talk about what has happened over the last year. Plus, there's a lot more, uh, I guess, of a, a more of a cultural impact when it comes down to his fandom and then the other fans of uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels. So welcome back to the Culture State Podcast. My guy, B-Dot. How you doing, man? What's happening, my guy? You good, Show Smooth? I mean, uh, uh, Chris Lee? <laughs> no, you call him Show Smooth. No, you okay. can call him Show Smooth. That's fine. You call Thanks, him Show Jamel. Smooth. I, and, I, and, I'm, and he's Dennis Jamel Cox, you know. <laughs> hey, no, man, cool. thanks for having me back, man, on the Culture State, man. It has been an amazing ride this last year as far as it pertains to Carolina basketball and B-Dot's affiliation, like, and, and show, like, you know me. Like, you know I am yeah. happier than a pig in boo-boo. Like, I yeah. cannot be more excited with my role as the sixth man of Carolina basketball. You know this. So, I, I think, what, let's see, what year? I met you in 2005. It was right, uh, right after Katrina happened. And um, just one of the things I found out about you instantly was how – much of a annoying, obnoxious North Carolina Tar Heels fan that you are, yeah. and how much you really, uh, but you really do love that school, and that's going back, um, you know, back to 2005 when I met you, and so to have the opportunity first starting off with uh, late night uh, with Hubert, and for that to turn into an all year role with with the team. First off, how did that happen? Secondly, as you're sitting here right now reflecting on your first year. Like, have you shed any tears over this? Like, yo, like, I really did this. This is really cool. Not yet, man. Um, Like, honestly, and see, you say obnoxious, but you caught me in 05, show. We had just won a natty that year. And then we were like, yeah. like, every Tar Heel fan was obnoxious in 05, the summer of 05. But nevertheless, yeah. Late Night with Roy was always something that I wanted to do, like dating back to Stuart Scott when he would do it and just mm. – you know, being a black guy, seeing Stuart Scott, like I just representation matters, you know, and seeing him do it. Like I always was like, gosh, I wish I could do that. You know, and then they went some years where they were just having fillers. And I was like, gosh, I really need to be doing that. Like pick me. I would raise my hand like this. Nobody would see me. I would wait. Another <laughs> so Coach HD takes over the reins as head coach. And um, he's wanting to do some different things for late night. He wants to keep the same energy, but he doesn't want it to be as dancey and et cetera. He wants to move some things around. And Eric Hoots FaceTimes me. And Eric Hoots is someone I've known for years. He works with the Carolina basketball program extensively. And um, Theo Pinson, um, you know, national champion, my brother, they called me on three-way on a FaceTime. And uh, uh, <laughs> Hoots asked me if I was free, would I be interested in hosting late night? And like, I'm like, dude, like, are you crazy? Like, I'll remember, I'll, I'll never forget that phone call ever. Like, I was at my friend Jason's house getting ready for a comedy show at the Comedy Zone. And I remember running out. I was about to get in the shower. I had my towel on. 
I remember running outside in his freaking yard, just screaming like, yes, yes. <laughs> now my friend Jason, he's fairly well off and he stays in a very nice neighborhood. Not very many people that look like us in his neighborhood. So for the neighbors that saw this half naked black man in a towel screaming in the park, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was surprised the cops weren't called. I was, I was, I was, I was getting shot. I was, I was very fortunate, you know. Um, but then, like to host late night, um, I looked at it as an audition. I told my friends that were close to me. I told my wife and kids. I said, "Listen, I'm gonna go in here and I'm gonna host this event." And I'm going to do such a remarkable job that they're going to say, hey, we got to keep this energy in here more often. Like that yeah. was my game plan. So I was talking to Ken Cleary and the guys trying to stay involved as much as possible with the game day presentation. And when we got there, man, like the energy was just off the charts. Like it was one of the most orgasmic nights of my life. Like I swear <laughs> to you, like it was, a <laughs> I'm telling you, I definitely had to change draws, guys. I <laughs> draws had to be changed. That's what had to happen. But nevertheless, oh, it was amazing. Um, you know, the the the, re the response was overwhelming. Um, and the next day, like I'm just on a high, just oh, like this is this is great. Like not high like back when you met me, show. I'm talking yeah. about how like happy yeah. high. Like, I got you. Yeah, I got yeah. you. And good thing you didn't wear light blue pants either, you know. Yeah, you yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That would have stained very easily, show. Nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, Hoots calls me and like at this point, like Coach Banghart is hitting me up on Twitter and like I'm talking with her and, and I'm like, this is Coach Banghart. This is the women's coach. Like she's talking to me like she's just telling me how great of a job I did. The wrestling coach is hitting me up like this is crazy. So Hoots hits me. He's like, um, he's like, so how's the next day? And I'm like, man, it is amazing. All the fans are hitting me. Coaches and stuff are hitting me like this is just great, dog. I love it. He was like, I, he was like, well, I figured that was going to happen. Before any coach asks you to come rock with them, our coach, HD, wants to know if you would be interested in being the arena host for home games. Now, understand, this isn't something, this isn't a position that we've ever had, so this would be totally new. That's awesome. Ding, ding, awesome. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Doc. If so you were what? still in that towel, that towel would have fell off. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> So, Dot, what was the reception like from fans from when you hosted late night all throughout the season? What was the reception like from them? Overwhelmingly, like 98% to 2% in favor of we are so thankful for the energy that you bring to the Dome. Uh, with the, to the Smith Center, I apologize. I'm trying to wean off from saying the Dean Dome and call it more the Smith Center as an ode to Dean Smith and Coach Roy Williams. But with that being said, it's been overwhelming. Like, I'm talking about from 8 to 80 literally loving me like like just so receptive of what it is that i bring but the reality is all i do is magnify the energy that they already got anyway like i always looked at the smith center as it should be one of the most intimidating gyms in the country hosts twenty one thousand five hundred fans right so like a lot of the fans, of course, they always talk about that wine and cheese ridiculousness. That is that myth is dead. I would just like to put that out there. That is gone now. That is no longer in the Smith Center. But that audience that sits around the baseline and, and controls many of those seats, of course, they're older fans. But the reality is they're still fans, though. Like they're fans that used to scream and go crazy just like us. They just can't do it as long anymore. You did. So I always thought if we could put them in pockets where I can get them loud in pocket times when it's necessary to when it bodes well for the team this place could really rock but I couldn't do that from the stands like I could I could do it as much as I could I was always at games with this hat this hat I don't give this hat enough credit because this hat I swear from like just going to games and people like who is the tall black guy with that weird hat on can I get a picture and I'm like yeah like I was in newspaper stuff all the time like and I'm cheering I'm screaming I'm so like the hat is the like the, the crown like that's why i wear it so much when it comes to this kind of stuff i wear it as my crown but i say all that to say the fandom again from from the oldest to the younger everybody has been receptive everybody has been um um 
they bought in, as they say. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just been dope to be the the catalyst of that. It's dope to be on the Dean Don't mm, on the Smith Center floor and scream tar and 21,000 fans say heels. Like that's something I've always dreamed of happening. And for them to be like, yo, you locked in for next year? And I'm like, absolutely. And to be able to go to games and, and be and coach HD saying press conferences that I'm part of the team, like I couldn't have dreamt it any better. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I've dreamt it my whole life and it was nothing like this. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I got a Jersey with my name on the back. You know what I'm saying? Like it's unreal, man. Like, and I'm, and I'm just happy. I'm just super happy. For, for folks like us who aren't very athletic. I know that that uh, feels really yes, good to have that. <laughs> Yo, exactly. I get to do the same stuff that Isaiah is trying to do right now. He's so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think it's um, one of the things I think is uh, great about that is just the fact that, you know, I know that you as as a man with a wife and kids, you're you're back. You're you're 15 years old right now. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you get a chance to really hang out with the team that you got a chance to grow up and watch. Uh, I do want to ask you about this moment, though. You got a chance to not only just be in the house for Duke versus North Carolina in Coach K's last year. But just the fact that you're the arena host for it to get the fans riled up, of course, it's going to be the most popping event at the Smith Center. Of course, that's going to be the most popping event um, at uh, Cameron Indoor Stadium as well during the season. Uh, but I thought it was an interesting moment. And I don't even know if you did this on purpose, but just looking at the arena videos when the F Coach K chance kind of came out and you started the let's go heels, let's go heels. Was that on purpose to kind of curb that uh, to try to get that type of energy away from that particular uh, moment at that time? You know, I got a lot of credit for that. And I just, I, I bathed in it, show. You know, I nobody <laughs> nobody asked me if that was what I was doing. Everybody assumed that's what I did. So I just let it ride. But to be honest with you, show, I didn't even hear the F Coach K chant. <laughs> I didn't even hear him. I'm going in cadence. If you go back and listen to it now, I'm going in cadence with the band. The band is playing, and I'm saying, let's go heels in, in, in cadence with the band. I'm not even hearing that. And what happened, the, those chants came from the upper the upper level. Like down on the floor, we didn't hear any of that stuff. That's the, that's the huge misconception that Coach HD let them say that. And, and, and you would think that it was a lot louder than it was. It did not come from our student section, which is right there on the baseline. It did not come from the parents and fans section. It came from upstairs. And media as you know sit upstairs yeah. so that's why it sounded so loud on whatever video they heard it on but honestly i will be transparent with you and say no i was not um trying to deflect the negative attention from coach k not because it wasn't necessary but because i honestly did not even hear it i'm just no, gonna no. say you did it i'm just gonna say you deflected yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> right, however you want to edit that. You want me to do a take saying, hell yeah, I deflected it. <laughs> hell yeah, I deflected it. I heard the people. I said, listen, we're not going to do that. Coach K is monumental to the ACC. Exactly. Okay? No, we don't exactly. have to like him. But think about it. Batman needed uh, uh, the Joker. He needed him. So we needed Coach K. So I wasn't going to sit there and listen to a bunch of F Coach K. And Coach no, K no, no, opened that building. That. Coach K opened that building for y'all. That was the first game in 1986, Duke versus North Carolina at the Dean Smith Center. I don't really know all the stats. You could be right, <laughs> but I don't like the way you just said that. So, no. <laughs> you know, I just found out that I don't even like uh, Jimmy V. I don't, I don't even like Jimmy V. You know, and like, you know. I, I, you just I, found out? <laughs> I just found out I don't like Jimmy V. And all these years I've been so empathetic and loving of Jimmy V for him not being able to hug nobody, for him winning the shield. And then, of course, you know, the Jimmy V Foundation, which I'm still empathetic towards, of course. But Jimmy V, did you know, did you know that in Carmichael, NC State was the last team we played? And Jimmy really? V beat us and took really? a basketball at the end of the game show and made a basket and said he wanted to be the last person to score in the Carmichael. Wow. I did not know that. But... It's kind of interesting, though, because what does Jimmy V in North Carolina have in common? What they got in common, sir? They ended something for their uh, for their rivals because North Carolina basically <laughs> ended Coach K's reign at Cameron Indoor Stadium. That's this crazy. That's crazy to true. think about. Amazing time but, in the triangle. With um, that being said, I don't like Jimmy V. <laughs> I, I want to talk about that. 
what have you learned more from uh, about um, just North Carolina and the rivalries and things that you just maybe didn't know before now that you have the access to players and, and folks who uh, are around the program and who are legends with that program? Dang, that's a good question, Show. Um, one thing is there are a lot of like underlining little disrespectful things that the students would say to other students that I wasn't privy to until I stood in the student section and heard them screaming. <laughs> like when like when we play NC State, they call them like a um gosh, I think they call it backup school or something like that. Oh <laughs> yeah, because they say that most of the NC State people like wanted to go to Carolina but they couldn't so they went to NC State as their backup school. So they'll be chanting back up school. Back and, so, and I'm just sitting there like you guys are vicious. <laughs> so like little things like that I learned that are fun. Um with the team, man, like just honestly how much they really work. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I know as a fan, <laughs> before I had access that I do, I would always be like, they should be in there shooting free throws right now. Yeah. And and a lot of times they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the reals. And yeah. the pressure, I'm telling you, man, the first time I went into the Dean Dome, now, show just out of this, okay? We're not the most athletic guys. You know, show, show and I, we're hustlers. We're going to give you everything we got. <laughs> you understand? But <laughs> we're going to foul the hell out of you. If we got five fouls, we're going to get six. You understand? I tell people, that's man, like, I'm a five foot nine power forward, for real. Talk to them, show. That's I'm what a I six got. Two, I'm a six two point guard. <laughs> that's so what point guard should be six two. I mean, yeah, but like when you when you're playing on the when you're playing in the league, six two is point guard. But when we're yeah. playing at the Y, six two is like on the wing or something. Five nine, five ten, those are your point guards. But nevertheless, you made me forget where I was at, show. You talking about our athleticism and uh you... Oh, first time I went to the Dean Dome. First time I went to the Dean Dome, they gave me a basketball. It's me, Hoots, and my cameraman in there. When I tell y'all shot so many air balls and bricks. Like, just the pressure of, like, shooting in the Dean E. Smith Center. Like, just shooting on those rims with not a fan in sight, nobody. Just me nervous about being on that floor. It put in perspective what those guys really go through. When you got 20,000 fans, when you miss a shot, they all go, oh. Like, they feel that. The same way they feel when they hit a shot and 20,000 fans go, yeah. So my job was to make the to, to not make, but try to condition the fans as much as possible to keep the yeah and to because when they go on the road, when they go to Duke, and when they go to Clemson, and when they go to NC State, they get enough hugs, booze, and that negative energy. If there's any place they should feel comfortable, whether they great or not that night, because we know they can all hoop. So if we just can keep in our mind, they all great players. So our really job quick. is to motivate them. Really quick question based on that then. What do you think your impact was on the team at home this year? I think it was tremendous. As it, as a as a as as being able to um energize the crowd in a way that was conducive to what the guys were trying to do at that moment. Like sometimes we just out there playing during timeouts. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes I need the crowd to like like I need you focused. I need you tight. Something that was very important to me, I would go to games and at halftime, when I would be at the games, like, I'm ready for the second half to start. But the second half start, and people still in the concourse area. You know, like, nobody, like, they're not in their seat. So the team might have been up three or six. By the time you get back, they might be up two. They might be down four. Like, the other team that went on a run because the energy isn't there. Mm. So something that was very important to me is at the two minutes and at the one minute at halftime, I'm making announcements. Two minutes. Two minutes to get back to your seat. One minute. One minute to get back to your seat. And I would visually see people fouling back down to get to their seats when I'm making those announcements. Like things like that are very, very important. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I, I do applaud myself because I do know that I am great at what I do. But it's also very awesome that the fans that are at the game, they recognize it. They might not understand exactly what they recognize or what's happening. But they bought in and they all like at the end of the games, like it's a trail of people all going to the Rams club room and they all just like great job tonight. Great job tonight. And I'm telling all of them, no, great job from y'all tonight. If I'm just down there on the mic screaming, that does nothing. The yeah. fact that they're following along and joining with me, that's what makes it a raucous crowd, dog. Like, and I think that is very that is 
a, a, a huge reason why we went 15 and two at home. And we wish, we should have went 16 and one. Like I'll give you the Duke game. Like that's the split game. You never know what's going to happen there, mm -hmm. but we definitely should not have lost to Pitt. Like that's the loss that I really wish we could take back. But what's crazy about that loss is all I can hear is Jason Capel screaming to me. Um, they didn't want to fight. They didn't want to fight. We brought a fight to him. We knew if we made it a fight, they ain't want that dot. I could see him saying that. And the team has been fighting ever since. And that's why they're in the Sweet 16 right now. And that's why we're so happy. Dot, whether you're doing in arena at the Smith Center, you're doing a comedy show, whatever it is you're doing in front of a live audience, how much energy does it take to just be at that level for such a long period of time? Tons. Tons. And people don't really understand that, you know, like after a game or after a comedy show or after doing PA at a swarm game, like folks like, hey, what you trying to do now? Nothing. I've been screaming for three hours. Like trying to herd people is 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 more difficult than it, would, yeah. it may appear. Like um, I make it look easy, but I always tell my son, like, if you see someone that's making something look easy on a professional level, just understand you're witnessing somebody do some great stuff. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like LeBron James makes Duncan look easy. You dig? But go try it, right? Like, so I, I, it looks like I'm just out there screaming and having fun in the middle of the floor. But in my mind, I know what I'm doing. I know which which side of the arena I want to talk to. I know um, which, which age group or demographic I want to get pumped up for this particular timeout or, you know, all those types of things going to it. You know, so it's a lot of mental. It's a, it's cerebral as well as physical, um, as well as emotional, because you, you give all of that, all of that, all of that. And then you lose like Duke, like it's tough. You know what I mean? Like uh, a, a testament to um, just the just my greatness, if you will, for a second. Um, the Pittsburgh game, we getting smacked by like 20, 30, like we getting smack, smack. And I'm over there thinking like, all right, <laughs> how do you get a crowd? to keep going when you're getting smacked by 30. Like, it's kind of it's kind of difficult to do. You know, so yeah. I'm out there trying to, you know, we, 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 we I'm, I'm still making it work. And like to the last three minutes of the game, when we, we, we got it to like maybe nine or 10, and then they hit a shot and, and we knew we were gonna pretty much lose. But that's when people start, no, there was like 30 seconds left. People started fouling out the last 30 seconds of a blowout game, like, and, you know, higher ups, I won't name names, but higher ups when he came to me after that game and was like, that was so impressive how you kept people in the stands and engaged down 20 points. Yeah. Like, and, and it is that type stuff, like the, the work that goes through, I mean, then not to mention your, your, your voice and your all of that, like, it's a lot, it's exhausting, but yeah. it's fun though. For people who want to know more about uh, you and your radio career and comedy and stuff, you can go back and listen to the, that prior episode that we did last year. So just go back down the archives and you can hear that. But I do yep. want to make a pivot and talk about something else that's been going on in your life. And um, you you have stepped away from 102 Jams, but February was an amazing month because of your I didn't know maybe you didn't either series. Uh, did uh, tons of downloads, tons of views uh, for uh, the Black Effect Network. Millions, millions, um, millions. millions yeah, yeah, let's let, let me let me make sure I put the to be put clear. The respect on it. Millions. What, I went triple platinum. <laughs> My man went platinum over here. Put some plaques on his wall back there. Yeah. Um, and you know, and it's one of those things where you're able to infuse comedy with uh, information and and getting people to learn something new. Uh, with Black History Month. And so I wanted to ask, one, where is that going? Are there plans for more in the future? And then secondly, uh, along with that, what trajectory do you think this is taking your career now, uh, now that you do have some more time to do to put out more content like that? Um, the first question, um, we got a couple things in place with that. You know, I definitely want to get those to um, 30 minute shorts. Um, I want to pitch them to some film festivals. Um, um, I, I could see it on a, on a, on a, on a Netflix scale. I could see it, you know, on a Peacock, uh, you know, series where I get to travel and go to different spots because, you know, it's just so much history that we just don't know about and some that we do know about, but I just want to just bring my, my view of it to life. You know, like I want to go to, um, Charleston, South Carolina, um, they got brick plantations down there or they have brick plantations and you can actually see in the bricks 
the fingerprints of little children who helped form the bricks. Like I would like mm -hmm. to show that to the world. Um, in Galveston, Texas, you know, that's where a lot of slaves were dropped off. That was the last spot to even know that we had freedom. Um, where, and, and the last to really celebrate Juneteenth um, type deal or to kick off Juneteenth. I want to go to Galveston, Texas on Juneteenth. Like that would be amazing. Um, Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, I gotta go. Detroit, I gotta go. You know, like there are just so many different spots. And the, so the trajectory of the brand, as far as it pertains to, I didn't know, maybe you didn't either. Um, I really don't know, man. Like, again, this isn't something that I, I had aspired to do. Like it was really just a, a, a yearning for learning of myself. And from that, my, um, I guess, transparency and vulnerability allowed me to just share it on my social media like I do so many other things. Like my entire life from radio to stand up, you know, it's all transparent. So from that perspective, you know, I was just sharing my ignorance, the fact that I didn't know certain things. Like I didn't know, like I for George Washington Carver, right? George Washington Carver. We all know George Washington Carver for what? Peanuts, peanut butter. Peanuts, peanut butter. Like, did you know that George Washington Carver was a eunuch? I did not know that. No. He's cast. You don't know what a eunuch is. A eunuch is a man with no testicles. Yeah, when George Washington Carver was purchased, his masters castrated him because they didn't want him to reproduce with their daughters. I did not know that. Hmm. So the man responsible for peanuts didn't even have his own. So there's that. Do, do with that information what you will. You know, but that's I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. You see how I take you on this very serious and then we come back and have some fun with it. But you never forget. That's I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. And I think there's a platform for that um, on a national level for sure. Man, I, I was trying to keep a straight face for yeah. uh, our television yeah. audience with WRL yeah. Sports Plus. Uh, <laughs> but, that's, but honestly, that's why I try to do a show, because honestly, like the information is heavy. And if yeah. I just leave it at that part, like. We go on a totally dark road, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's not; those aren't my intentions. My my intentions aren't to unhash such negativity and, and make uh, to bring up uh, hate or or dang. But these things happen, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and and I try to deliver them in a way where it's um, you know digestible, to say the least. And if we don't know our past, we're we're you know we'll be doomed to repeat it. Exactly. Absolutely. So I mean, we we definitely need to know things like that. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Now, and as it pertains to the state of North Carolina, when it comes to your, I didn't know, maybe you didn't either. Is there anything interesting that you've learned here in the state of North Carolina while doing those? Oh, absolutely, man. Like just, first of all, I was at High Point where Chris is from. Like, I didn't know about John Coltrane, to say the least. I didn't know that Washington Street had so many successful black people that live there. I didn't know about the Magnolia House in yeah. Greensboro that yeah. is right up the street from where I grew up in Cumberland Courts. Like, it's on Goral Street. And the Magnolia House was a house that was actually in the Green Book. If you're not familiar with the Green Book, the Green Book was a book that black people had to use so that they could navigate in the South. We couldn't just eat at restaurants with white people. We couldn't just uh, sleep at hotels with white people. Like we had to go places where we were safe. And they we had our own Green Book. And in this Green Book, they would have hotels listing. And the Magnolia House was a five-star hotel in the Green Book right up the street from where I grew up at. Didn't know until yeah. I started this series. And at the Magnolia House now, you can still rent out rooms there. You can have um, dinners and lunches there they have. On Thursday night, they have like little juke joints and stuff. Like it's a dope vibe. Like it is. It's it, like North Carolina has tons and tons and tons of history, dude. No doubt about it. Uh, Magnolia House, that was like one of the last stories I did with WXI before I left to come over here. And I just thought it was just so amazing yes. that, that history is right there. And then to see all the, you know, old, uh, older black stars from the 40s, 50s, 60s that stayed there when they stopped through Greensboro, they weren't stopping by, you know, uh, NBC Suites or whatever. I mean, you know, there wasn't no NBC Suites back then, but, you know, whatever the equivalent right. was right. Uh, at the time. You know they didn't they didn't have that they were they had to go by the magnolia house and so i, I just thought that was interesting um and to that well. point show that wall you speak of that has satchel page and james brown and all these notable black figures on it when i went to winston-salem state university um i skipped a class one time of a professor his name was logie meacham me and slim my brother slim we skipped his class and went to go get hot in his in slim's dorm room there was a knock at the door 
Logie Meacham comes to the door. We're sitting there. The room is smoked out. Logie Meacham comes in, sits down on the opposite bed, takes his hat off, puts it on his knee. Chastises us a little bit, asks us this, how we want to spend our future, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. We asked him first, how did he even know we were? He told us that he told the class that they would tell us if, if the class told him where we were, he would let the class leave. So they all snitched on him. So he comes to the classroom and he comes to the daggone room. And um, but we never skipped his class again. Like he was the most instrumental teacher and instrumental vice for B dot to be successful that I can remember as far as a man is concerned. Once I got to college. I say that to say I get to the Magnolia House and I'm in here looking at this wall of all these people we just talked about, Satchel Page, James Brown, Lena Horne, and at the very top is Logie Meacham because he was a folk teller and he was a a, a musician, so he used to travel and stuff too in the 60s. And he was on that wall with these great people, Satchel Page, Lena Horne. You asked me earlier, last time I cried, that was legit the last time I cried on that set because... Him sitting up there on that wall, looking down on me, and he's gone now, rest his soul. Logie's in, 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 in heaven. But him up there looking down on me, and me, the content that I was doing in that moment is content that he would have been doing. You know what I'm saying? That's content that he would have been proud of me doing. And to see him in there, I never expected to see him on that wall with those with those people of, of history. But he definitely deserved to be on that wall. And I just could not hold the emotions, dude. Like, I get... I get uh, emotional just thinking about it, man, because he was a great, great dude, man. Like, and and I, I, I was so thankful for that moment. I'll never, I'll never forget the Magnolia House for that and nothing else. So I, I never had a chance to meet him on that level, but I do remember him several times in the '90s coming to my elementary school. Um, wow. You know, playing uh, his instruments, telling stories and stuff, and it was just, it was. There's always this magnetism. Uh, about yes. the way he told his stories. Yes. And uh, when you shared that video of you know what happened at the uh, Magnolia House for you, it brought back those memories as a kid because it was just a face that you can never forget. And you can right. you just always remember out of all those assemblies, right. I just remember his the most. And so that was, um, he's definitely with somebody that, you know, seemed like he would have been a great person. So it's cool. But Absolutely. I wanted to ask you uh, just about like some of the other things that may have happened in, in North Carolina, like, uh, like the the Durham Black Wall Street, you know, and how that was burned down. Uh, Absolutely. 1902 and then 1898 in Wilmington. Wilmington, people don't Absolutely. know, um, had was the biggest city in North Carolina at the time, had the largest uh, black population, had a black uh, mayor, had black city council members and folks like uh, what's, what's my man's name? Uh, Josephus Daniels or I think that's his name. Um, Don't give me the line. I, I may, I might have have my names uh, messed up, but uh, Charles B. Acock, those guys were basically helping to put out propaganda against the leadership in Wilmington uh, through the Raleigh News and Observer, which hmm. ended up setting up setting the stage for everything to kind of happen in there. It's one of the only times in American history that an actual government was overthrown. When we talk about January 6th last year, right. that actually happened in Wilmington where folks went into the city council uh, offices and like at gunpoint made these black men resign or they were going to kill them. And, you know, displaced people, you know, uh, folks were hiding in the Cape Fear River, um, you know, thing for, for days. And at that time it was more swampy. So you're talking about going against alligators and things like that. Like right. it was crazy what was happening in Wilmington. It's right. all kinds of stuff. That's happened right here in the state, and like um even even and like the Quakers and how helpful they were yeah. in this area in the Greensboro yep. area in that three three six area you know what I'm saying like white folk was down with black folk don't get it twisted now there was yep. some there was some Quakers that was holding us down now let's a be lot clear. of allies like of one allies. of the stops to the Underground Railroad um is actually in Greensboro at either Guilford College or or Greensboro College I was told I haven't had a chance to go Guilford. see it. But Guilford that's something I want to check out. Yeah, Guilford College is the Quakers. Um, just really quick history to tell you. Uh, one of the folks who owned my family, Solomon Lee, was the first president of Greensboro College in the early 1800s. Really? I found that out maybe about three years ago, three or four years ago, because uh, I, I saw a plaque when I was over there, and it said Solomon Lee, our first president. And it was my last name spelling. 
And I was just like, and so I went back and did some research. He's from Caswell County, owned slaves in Caswell County, wow. which is where my family comes from. Wow. Crazy, right? That is crazy. You might own a little bit of that show, like a little 2%. Master might have left y'all a little something. <laughs> I, don't, Master, I don't think Master, anything was left for it. Master might left y'all a little something. I want to leave to my slaves. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Damn well. All right, uh, so there's there's something else I wanted to ask you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was saying, so where where can people go find these? Like where, the all the stuff you put out there. The I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. Where can people go find these right now? Um, the Black Effect Podcast. Um, that is a podcast that is on the iHeartRadio network. Um, Charlemagne um, is um, owner of that podcast, the Black Effect Podcast. Um, Dolly Sierra is the president of that. And that's who got me a deal, the um, 28 episodes deal with um, in February for the I know maybe you didn't either. You can search it there for all the audio. On my YouTube channel, if you put in the first letters of every word and I didn't know, maybe you didn't either. I-D-K-M- y d e yes um if you put that in on youtube man you can probably just put beat out on youtube you can find all the visuals to the 28 episodes so every episode has a visual component to it um i was in again i was in john coltrane's house um i was at um, the magnolia house um just a, def- a lot of different locations um you know putting this piece together i was really 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 proud of it so definitely check that out it's um again it did 3 million downloads in February, a number that I'm very, very um, happy about. But if you have not had a chance to listen to it or watch it, please go do it. Keep running them numbers up. I need that. Just really quick, last thing on um, uh, for, for the show for today. Have you heard from anyone like Cruz or anybody like that that may be considering going to North Carolina who have been at games this year who have seen the energy that you helped brought and maybe you've helped to, I don't know, sway their decision a little bit so they could go to North Carolina. I mean, there are players, I can't remember exactly who it was, uh, but somebody, (laughs) somebody came to a game and the next day they was like, yeah, I'm going to Carolina. I can't remember which player it was, but I remember in the Hills house, they were OD talking to me about that. It might've been, might've been Nick. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I've seen guys there. Like, I don't really know you know, how much is tampering or how much I can tell you can't really talk to recruits and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, when Gigi was at the game, Gigi Jackson was at the game, like, you know, like I saw him with his phone out, very impressed with swag surfing and just the loudness and just the energy that was in there. And just, I, I saw him and his folks really enjoying that. So, you know, I, I would like to think that bodes well for us. Um, you know, Seth Trimble, um, JP Tokido's little brother, like, that's my little bro. Like I've known him before he even said he was coming to Carolina. So he and I talk fairly regularly. Like um, he's excited to come to Carolina. He can't wait. We I can't wait to see him in a Carolina uniform. Like he's he's gonna be like another coming of Joel Berry. Like Seth Seth's gonna be a dog out there. But um, you know I try to stay out of the recruit as much as possible. But you know I try to dag on help as much as possible too. Like, cause again, I don't know where that gray area is and I don't want to get in trouble, but yeah. you know, like, damn, Hayes, that's my bro. Like as soon as he went to the portal, I was like, yo, you know what's going to happen over here. We could use a point guard. You did. I would love to have Cam Hayes at Carolina. One, because we could use another good point guard, but two, because I would love for an NC state player to come to Carolina. We would talk trash to them forever. <laughs> Man, he would be the most hated guy in Raleigh, North Carolina. But he would be the most loved guy in Chapel Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Love Cam Hayes, man. Just make a make a good decision. <laughs> we'll see what happens. He would be the most loved guy in Chapel Hill. He's already loved in Greensboro. All he would be losing is the NC State fans who really weren't a fan of his anyways, if they'd be honest. Woo. Uh, we're gonna make it hot up in here. Thank you so much for joining us. This time, oh, I, I can appreciate keep it. Reels when I come on your show, when I come oh, you to can the keep, coach today, I can't oh. keep it real. You can keep it real because, oh, my man Dennis. Oh, this is what I was gonna say to you. Okay, oh, oh this well, is what I was gonna okay. say to you. Come on now, I want to keep my Dennis. Dress. I want to keep Dennis loves uh dissing people, he loves dissing NC State fans, but he also said that Winston Salem, North Carolina, is only a stop on the way to Asheville. So I need you to give him a little bit of um, 
a little bit of uh, a pep talk as to the greatness <laughs> of the Trey Foe. This ain't gonna be a pep talk. This is gonna be a no. Nah, oh, I'm not, I'm not even gonna see. I'm not even gonna give you what you're asking for. <laughs> I'm not gonna give you what you're asking for. All I'm gonna say is clearly you haven't tried precise seafood or mountain fried or sicko wings. You ain't been in Haynes Mall to go holler at my man Ali and get you some bling. Clearly, you ain't been over there to Chuck E. Cheese. I don't think anybody goes to Chuck E. Cheese anymore. Last time I was there, I saw one person and they were working. <laughs> but you ain't been to Winston-Salem State's homecoming. I have not. You have not been there. You have not gone to a WSSU basketball game in the games. You have not gone to a football game with me doing the PA. Have you gone to a Wake Forest game when it's super, super lit, tailgate, football, not basketball, but football when the tailgates are lit? I have not. There are so many things that you have not experienced. Don't you ever in your life call Winston-Salem a pit stop to anywhere until you have fully taken advantage of the greatness that is in Winston-Salem. Will you at least give us that? Well, well, here's the thing, Dot. I'm actually in May, May 6th, I'm actually heading to a concert with my girlfriend in Winston-Salem. Okay. I'll be okay. there. Okay. So, yeah, well, you give me all the recommendations, okay. I'll check them out. Okay. Told him he needs to go to Sweet Potatoes. He needs to get some Dewey Square cakes. He needs Dude, to get some Moravian cookies. It's so much. Yeah. It is so much. You ain't even went. And then for, for real, if you really want to have some great fun, around midnight, one in the morning. Oh, okay. Go to the BP on MLK and just stand out there. <laughs> no, don't do that, Dennis. Let somebody, <laughs> let somebody take your car and you just stand there for 30 minutes. And I promise you won't call it a pit stop again, brother. <laughs> <laughs> do not do not go to MOK. <laughs> BP specifically. Do not BP go to that BP. On MLK. On MLK. Do not do outside. that. Okay. Don't don't do that, Dennis. That is the only thing I'll tell you. Don't do that. That's the only thing you have to do. Okay, got it. Tell me. Yeah. Man. Don't you stand on Liberty Street. <laughs> don't stand on Liberty Street outside. Don't, don't absolutely. Do absolutely. Matter of Patterson. fact, go to, go to 34 Kisses. That's the strip club. It's from 2 to 6. <laughs> it's a 2 to 6? <laughs> Don't go there. If it's a 2 to 6. <laughs> it's from 2 to 6. It's the strip club in the traders after the club, my boy. Make sure you go there. Matter of fact, what day are you going? I'm going to pull up. I'm gonna, <laughs> He's going May the day 6? after Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. yeah, yo, Cinco de Mayo and the Trefo like. might be pretty good though, because also like there's a lot of there's a huge Hispanic population in, in Winston Salem as well. Oh, for sure. And like Dude. seriously, all jokes aside, man, downtown Winston Salem is the sexiest downtown in North Carolina, second to Charlotte. This is not a myth. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, downtown Winston Salem is so freaking beautiful. Yeah. I'm talking about especially at night. I, I will say this. I will say this. Durham could give him a, a really nice run because downtown Durham is, is pretty good. Um, but I think the reason why Durham has it is only really because of uh, the baseball stadium and the D, uh, D pack. Yeah. But outside of that, I don't think Durham will really hold anything. There's there's see, more to actually do in, in Winston-Salem. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm about to say. Winston. I'll give you that fair because Winston has your restaurants, your bars, your pubs, like it's got that scene on lock and it's just, it's artsy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's super nice. Downtown Winston, after the concert, definitely go downtown Winston just to drive through if nothing else. And if you, if you're going to refer to Winston-Salem as such a negative connotation, you got to take Jamel out your name. That don't fit. <laughs> I, I, I know. I'm uh, so Jamel so would never you're, say that. You're going to cost me my middle name here, man. <laughs> Well, I, I did play uh, Trey Foe from uh, Ricky Ruckus for him, and we yeah. played it on a radio show a little bit. So uh, I, I think, Dennis, you should also bump that when, when you're uh, downtown as Absolutely. well. Oh, did, you let him hear, did you let him hear Sausage song? I got to let him hear Sausage. I got to let him hear Sausage. <laughs> I think this is a good place to end the, the podcast. <laughs> but we can, we could, I can let you hear Sausage at some point. Yeah. And, and, and Sausage featuring Dot. Can I say one thing before I get out of here? Go for it. I just want to say big shouts to the um, Carolina men's basketball team, but also, man, big shout to the women's basketball team. Absolutely. Carolina family, if you are watching this, we have two teams in the Sweet 16. This is not a coincidence. These two teams are on the trajectory super up. Neither team is at full strength. 
Coach Banghart lost two All-Americans before they could even put on their jerseys to play for Carolina. McPherson and Poole, like I'm telling you. Carly coming back next year, hopefully. Eva coming back. This squad is going to be stacked. Please support the Tar Heels women's side as much as we celebrate and um, support the men's side. That's all I want to say. Telling you, women's basketball in the triangle is actually better than a men's basketball if you if you really pay attention. Pound to for it. pound. If you really pay attention to it, and I think Kara uh, Lawson, um, this is really just really if you honestly look at it, her first year because she lost her her actual first year. Um, Duke, I think, kind of went through some unfortunate things with injuries and things where they kind of lost a little bit down the stretch. But Duke should have been in the NCAA tournament as well. Uh, and you would have been talking about three women's teams uh, in the NCAA tournament. It's the, the the women's basketball in the triangle is definitely better than the men's right now. The men got to catch up for sure. Yeah, so B dot, thank you so much. We are appreciated, my man. Appreciate you guys, man. Be good. Always a pleasure. We want to thank our guy B dot for uh, spending some time with us. Also, I'm glad that he gave you a little bit of a um, an education in what is. Yeah. Trey Foe, North Carolina, Winston-Salem, exactly. North Carolina. Exactly. So hey, uh, hopefully May 6th, you have maybe fun. Maybe you didn't either. I, mean, I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. But now I know, Chris. That's the thing. I didn't know. I was ignorant, yeah. Chris. I was ignorant. I said things based out of ignorance, and I was very polarized. <laughs> <laughs> you were definitely polarizing. You were not magnetic in that moment. Uh, um, but, you know, hopefully, you know, you and your girlfriend have fun on May 6th out there. Just uh, stay away from the BP on MLK. <laughs> yeah, between the hours of midnight and 1 a.m. Stay away. And whatever place between 2 and 6. Just don't go. Just don't go. Uh, however, uh, if you're in Raleigh, North Carolina, and you're you know, wanting to hang out on any street that you want to, on a Tuesday, make sure you do it with a little bit of Papa Murphy's pizza. That's right. Papa Murphy's 1099 large pizzas were and no matter what you get on there, large pizzas, 1099 at Papa Murphy's. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and on Twitter at Papa Murphy's. Papa Murphy's changed the way you pizza. Absolutely. And um, Coach State, we're changing the way that you podcast because you can also watch us on YouTube, right? Check. That's typical, right? You could do that. Sure. But you can also watch us on WREO Sports Plus. Yeah, we're the first ones to do that. So if you're uh-huh. here in the Raleigh, North Carolina area and surrounding areas, you can watch WREO Sports Plus. It's now on Spectrum. Yes. So you can turn on Spectrum if you have cable for, for that or it's over the air on Channel 34. If you're not in the Raleigh area and you can't get that, I've got the solution for you. WREL sportsfan.com WREL sports plus is streaming 24 seven right there. So wherever you are in the world, as long as you have internet access, you can access WREL sports plus the TV channel and you can watch uh culture state every Wednesday. What time does it come on on Wednesdays? Comes on at nine o'clock. And for those who like to watch on spectrum, it's channel 1257. Yep. Nine o'clock PM uh on wednesday nights uh and so this will be uh, another episode that you can watch there so for my man djc dennis jamel cox i'm chris lee make sure you follow us thank you guys so much for listening we out the culture state podcast part of the capital broadcasting podcast network with new shows coming out every wednesday download and subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts including the wrel sports fan app